Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. Hey, what up, girl? Grab my glasses. I'm out the door. I'm gonna hit this city. Let's go. Before I leave, brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack. Cause when I leave for the night, I ain't coming back. I'm talking pedicure on our toes. Toes trying on all our clothes. Clothes. Boys blowing up our phones. Phones. Drop top and playing our favorite CDs Pulling up to the parties Trying to get a little bit tipsy Welcome back, everybody. Hour number two, the 2010s Decade in Review. Kesha, TikTok, one of the earlier songs of the decade. I think that was my junior year in college, 2010, when I started here at WBEN. Who would have known what it would turn into? It was my junior year of high school. Junior of high school, all right, Frank. Who would have thought we're both here today, 2019, the end of the decade? Man, <laughs> 10 years later, um, 8030930, what do you think defined the 2010s? What was the best song, the best movie? What was the most important event that defined 2010s? And what will it be remembered for? When we look back 20 years from now, what will the 2010s be remembered for what will be in the history books when talking about the 2010s Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board is open as well at 3930 one texter says what a blessed decade for my husband and me we gained two sons-in-law and three grandchildren memorable and life-changing isn't that beautiful I love that so what will you remember it for as well? doesn't have to be what will everyone remember it for. What, will, what was the big national story? It could have been for you, a very important decade. As I keep mentioning, for me personally, I was in college when this started with a flip phone. Now I'm here at WBEN, one of the most powerful stations in the Northeast, one of the best reputations in all of radio. And here I am behind the mic. They trust me on the mic. So couldn't consider myself more lucky, could not uh, be more happy to be here. And I have to say 20, the 2010s decade will definitely go down as uh, is a great decade for uh, me personally. But I'd like to hear from you. 803-0930, star 930. A lot of fans of the music on the text board, by the way. Kathy in South Buffalo, good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year almost. Yes, Happy New Year to you. Um, I was a wonderful year. I received a huge surprise. A gentleman that I dated 
years and years and years ago, passed away and left me a chunk of change, which I was totally surprised. Well, sorry for your loss, Kathy, but... Yes. It, it, I, I couldn't believe it. He lived out of state, and it was a total shock. But back to the, to the whole decade, I honestly... I remember Eisenhower. I remember stickers on cars and uh, pins, the war pins and things like that. And I think I'll remember this as the first time in my life I was afraid to say something out loud in public. I, I'm, I, I feel very <clears throat> almost afraid to put a bumper sticker on my car because I really don't want to come out and find out my back window's gone. The people that are that hate Trump is the most insane thing I have ever witnessed in my life, and I'm old. How how can you hate someone that you have never met, never spoken to, never engaged with, never had a drink with, or a cup of coffee, and you have never talked to him personally? How can this hatred be so intense? I have friends, best friends, that if the mere mention or a sign, they practically foam at the mouth. You know, Kathy, it, it is amazing because you can look back at the eight years of President Obama, and there was a lot of things I disagreed with President Obama on, obviously on policy, but I never had this hatred for him as a person. I mean, if you ask me to say a positive thing about President Obama, I definitely could, and I, and I would. But I, a lot of these people, they can't say one positive thing about President Trump. They don't know him. And the only thing that they know about him, I mean, it's like, I'm sorry, but they're like morons. They're like mentally deficient or something. They, will, they believe if it's on the TV or in a speech, it's absolute. They take it like the words out of the Bible. They do not understand any of it. It's a bunch of people that don't like each other, and you have become involved in it, and you don't know any of them other than you, you know their name, who that is, but you've never spoken to them. You don't know them. You have no idea of what their personality is uh, off camera. Well, and, Kathy, I, I think, and you know what, this, in my opinion, is not a left or a right thing. I think a lot of people have a very difficult time or just don't want to differentiate or separate politics from somebody personally. You know, like I said, we've had this conversation. A lot of my friends I disagree with politically, yeah. but I love them as a person and that will never change. But I think now a lot of people, and I'll say this is people on the right, this is people on the left, and this has become a huge issue in the 2010s, Kathy, and I think a lot of that has to do with social media. A lot of people don't differentiate, and if they disagree with you politically, they will go after you personally. Uh, they will uh, verbally attack you personally on social media, um, maybe even to your face when you're having just a regular conversation. Absolutely. Uh, well, we've seen it. They had those boys in Washington because they were wearing a red hat. I mean, children. What is wrong with adults, supposedly adults, when they will become violent toward children because the children like Trump? I mean, there's something so mentally unbalanced, unhinged 
in these people. I, I don't know what it is. It absolutely amazes me. I don't think people hated Hitler, who mil- or m- murdered millions of people. I, I don't understand how you could have that kind of hatred that you would for Hitler and you have for Donald Trump that you've never shook his hand, talked to him. You don't know him. You only know what the headlines say, what the news people say. You don't know him. So how can you make a personal judgment on somebody like that? Yeah. Now, Kathy, I, I, I wasn't obviously around uh, for Hitler, but I'm sure the hatred was great and for good reason still is towards Hitler. Yep. But when you have people calling the sitting president of the United States Hitler, um, that's just not that's just uncalled for. And it doesn't matter what party the president is. It's insane. He's a man doing a job. Do you hate the CEO of Apple? Because your Apple computer didn't work or you didn't like that brand? I mean, if you could give me a valid reason why you hate Trump, I'll listen to you. But the uh, I just hate him. I just hate him. Oh, I hate that man. I hate that man. Why? Kathy, I'll, I'll tell you, that's a good topic for early in 2020 as we get ready for an election season. Thanks for the call. Kathy in South Buffalo opens a line up for you at 803-0930. And this is something we've talked a lot about on this station. Now, I've done a lot of talking about this, filling in for Sandy, filling in for Tom, and on my show, Fridays, 9 to noon, it, that has definitely become an issue in the 2010s that I hope goes away in the 2020s. The personal attacks just because you disagree with somebody's politics, because you don't see eye to eye on somebody's politics. And this isn't a left thing. This isn't a right thing. This is people on both sides of the aisle have these, have these issues. You go, and I, I said this last week, I think social media plays so much into that. Because, you know, like I said, I've been into politics for a long time. I've always been obsessed with politics. I, I'm, and for me, it's not... It's not getting my opinion across as much as it is seeing what someone else thinks and listening to someone else's opinion. I've always been fascinated how we can have so many opinions um, when we're looking at one thing, we're looking at one topic. And it's always, for me, been interesting to have conversations with those who disagree with me. You know, uh, like I said, I'm 31, a millennial. Uh, more to the right than left, and I grew up in New York State. Most of my friends politically don't agree with me, and that's never been an issue in any of my friendships. You know, I've been, for the most part, able to have conversations about our differences when it comes to politics with those people um, that I do consider friends. But you're getting less and less of that. I mean, Frank and I had this conversation off the air. I've mentioned this. You lose friends over your politics. That's not how it should be. You know, that, that's one of the beautiful things about this country is we can have our political differences and then shake hands and go have, you know, go have a coffee or go have a beer. And now it just gets so heated and so hate filled. And I agree with Kathy. Unfortunately, I think 
we'll look back, hopefully, hopefully we'll look back on 2010 and say that decade, you know, we really let our political differences divide us. And the reason I say I hope we say that is because hopefully in 10 years, in 2029, we're talking about a decade where we learned to accept other people's differences and be able to have an adult, mature conversation about those differences. And then, yes, go to the bar, grab a beer, and watch the Bills beat the Texans. But right now, you know, uh, I would say half of you listening to me are probably saying, Joe, what are you talking about? I don't want to go talk to someone who has a different opinion. It'll just turn into a screaming match. I hope we leave that in the 2010s and the 2020 are able to have a conversation, are able to just, you know, unite, be together, even though we, we have our differences. Yes. All right. In 2020, we're going to have people who, you know, you're going to have your Trump supporters and your whoever the Democrats put up supporters. But we shouldn't see people in the streets, you know, getting in fights over their politics. We should be able to have that conversation and then go on. And like I said, I hope in two days we can look back in 2029 and say, you know, that was our problem in the 10s decade. In the 20s decade, we, um, we started getting together. We started being more mature when talking politics. 803-0930, star 930. What will the 2010s be remembered for? What was the significant event of the 2010s? What was the best song? The best movie? Uptown Funk getting a lot of votes on the text board. So Uptown Funk by Bruno Mars definitely will get played as a bump later in the show. Also, movie mention. I mentioned the social network. What about The Wolf of Wall Street? Definitely deserves a mention in one of the best movies of the 2010s. 8030930, if you're on hold, we will get to you after this on WBEN. Joe Beamer in for Sandy Beach. We are looking back on the decade of the 2010s to here in Amherst. Uh, Frank, will you bring that up? I'm having some issues on the phone here. To here, good morning. Um, hi, Joe. Uh, here's my take. Uh on the 2010, you know, personally, I had really good decades. Uh, personally, professionally, I mean, everything's been uh, really great. But here's my um, here's my take on the last decade. I think what defines the last decade is uh, is uh, really the the polarization. And uh, I'll, I have a second comment, but I'll come to that. And I think that's all because of social media. Um, the the the, the bipolar society we have, you know, in the before the advent of social media, you know, you had a group of people, you talk to, you know, you talk to different friends, family members, you know, some people like you, what do you think, some people like your opinion, but people still listen to you. So you have different opinions, and then people absorb different opinions and then form their own opinion. And right now the situation is that, you know, you you have your own group of uh, like-minded people that you hang around with and follow on social media. So if, if you have group XYZ, if you're hanging around that group and there's, there's a different opinion, you, you know, people don't 
really look at that opinion. People just, you know, if they don't like too much of that, they just block it. People, people if they have formed their own little, little worlds around them, you know. And yeah, you know, that's that's great advice. Is muting or blocking somebody who keeps just commenting on all of your posts that disagrees with you instead of you know having to respond and getting all worked up just block them if they're not going to stop just block them no uh, joe i think that's what creates the problem because then you're you know you you know if somebody just you know is not even looking at another side of the of the story or the opinion you know that means you you're in your own world you think whatever you are um, the group of the group of people you are around, you know, you think that whatever they are thinking is the ultimate truth. And honestly, I, what I see in social media, I think people don't analyze what's truth or what's not truth. They just feel what they like as the truth and they just keep spreading it, you know. Yeah, you, you know, but to a point, because I, I agree with you, I think you should look at you, you should look at websites that lean to the left, websites that lean to the right, opinions from the left and right. But if there's somebody that everything you post, they're going to comment on, you know, I mean, to an extent, are they are they taking what you're saying into account? You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. I'll take my comment off. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for the call. It is 1030. What do you think the 2010s will be remembered for? What was the significant event of the 2010s? Also, entertainment, song of the decade, movie of the decade. We'll talk to you after this. Welcome back. News Radio 930 WBEN. Joe Beamer with you. The end of a decade. 2010s. Less than two days left. What will you remember it for? 803-0930, star 930. Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board open at 3930. I want to touch on what Tahir was saying. Uh, because he was talking about social media and a lot of people blocking out opinion they don't agree with. And to, to that extent, I agree with him. I think you should look at news from, and you've heard me say this, I think you should watch news from CNN. I think you should take news from MSNBC. I think uh, people on the left of the aisle should watch the opinion shows on Fox News. I think they should listen to uh, opinion talk radio that that leans to the right. 
And for conservatives, should listen to podcasts and talk that leans to the left. I, I think you should always listen to what people who disagree with you think. I think if you just read, if you just listen and read stuff to your point of view, you have nothing to compare it to. You know, like I say, and, and, I, and you guys make fun of me all the time, but I watch Inside Politics on CNN, the last half hour of that show, almost every day. I watch Wolf Blitzer almost every day. Now, I know CNN has a liberal bend, but I know I'm going to get opinion from a liberal perspective when I watch that. And I'd like to be informed. I'd like to know what opinions are out there. I don't want to just follow, follow one opinion all the time. I know what I think. I'd like to hear what other people think. So to Tahir's point, I do think that is something that is something that we will remember this decade for. Not only the how, how divided we ended this decade when it comes to political opinion, but yes, people on social media blocking someone just because they don't agree with them. Now, my point to Tahir was, if someone continuously is commenting on your stats or on your tweets, right, they're not looking at your opinion. They're not putting your opinion into perspective. All they're doing is commenting on your post with their opinion and telling you how dumb you are. Well, after a while, I can see why you would want to block that person. That was my point. I wasn't saying what he was saying is wrong because what he is saying is right. I'm just saying if someone continuously is annoying you on social media, well, after a while, I think you should um I think you should probably just mute them or block them or say, "Hey, you know, what's the deal?" But no. You should always have opinion from both sides when you're uh when you're looking at politics, and I think that will keep everyone's mind open and all of that. So we're talking 2010. We are talking the end of a decade, the 2010s. I keep saying 2010, but the 2010s. And what will it be remembered for? And one thing, if you put politics aside, you put entertainment aside, one thing that you will look back on 2010 and watch how it changed in 10 years is how we get information, okay? This also from The Guardian, which I referenced earlier, and it reads, in 2010, the start of this decade, their traditional media ecosystem was fraying, but largely intact. Television still attracted big ratings. Print newspaper sales were struggling, but had yet to fall off a cliff. And many people still used traditional landline phones that really only called. Although Americans were spending uh, increasing amounts of time online, most people were accessing Facebook from a desktop or laptop computer. Wow, how that has changed. I am sitting here in front of a desktop computer and I have Facebook open on my phone. I have Instagram and Twitter on my phone. So the way we access the information has changed. You have a computer on you 24-7. Everywhere you go, anything you can do with that desktop computer, you can do 99% of those things with what we call a phone. But that is a very small function. 
Think of how much you actually use your cell phone as a phone nowadays. I mean, when I'm making a call on my phone, I'm mostly driving using the Bluetooth in my car. I'm not even using the the phone to make the call. And if I'm inside, I use the speaker because I think I'm getting a little deaf. I'm not sure though. I hope not. But just think of looking at your phone and how different it is now to access information. You don't need the big you don't need the big newspaper every morning. You have an app for that. There's an app for almost everything. There's an app to help you lose weight. There's an app to manage your finances. There's an app to tell you you've been on your phone too much looking at apps. We didn't have that in 2010. You barely had Facebook on your phone in 2010. 2010, going back to the BlackBerry, why was that so popular? Because you had email on your phone now, and you could write emails on your phone. We barely use email anymore, really. I mean, we, you use it at work for press releases here, probably to announce a big meeting. But I think of a lot of the work-related things I do via text. You know, I mean, email is not as popular as it was in 2010 because everyone has a cell phone now. You can just text message and it gets quicker. You can tell that that person saw the text message. 2010, also, the way we watch TV. I was telling Frank during the break, 2010, DVDs were still very popular. Now, having a physical copy of something is rare. And if you do, it's most likely a Blu-ray. But most people, they are streaming their movies. They might download a movie or two to, um, to something. 2010, yes, Netflix was starting to have a streaming service. But in 2010, here's how I watched Netflix in 2010. Through my Nintendo Wii system which wasn't HD. And what was cool about Netflix, not only did I get the streaming, but I got three movies mailed to me at a time. Remember that you could go Netflix plus streaming. It was like an extra six bucks a month. That was cool because I didn't have to send out anymore to watch the, the series Night Court. That was streaming on Netflix at the time. Or Law and Order. But now, not only does Netflix have some of those older shows, but they have their own content. People now are getting Netflix for Netflix originals. Eddie Murphy's back on Netflix. So that's changed in the decade. 2010, almost everybody had cable, had a cable or a satellite. 2019... A lot of people are streaming most of their television. As someone who has cable, and I've said this numerous times, if it wasn't for sports, if I could somehow get sports streaming in just the sporting events I needed streaming without cable, I probably wouldn't have cable. In 2010, if you told someone you didn't have cable, that meant you had an antenna. (laughs) But now it's all the content you can get through the internet. And what about the internet itself? We're talking about all the things that we're using on internet. What about the internet itself? How much faster the internet is now in 2019? 
2010, you were still buffering videos was still an issue. Some of us still had real player in 2010. And now look, most of the content you watch, for most of us, is through the internet. And a video buffering is so rare that you overreact and unplug your wireless router to reboot it. In 2010, if your video was buffering or got to that screen where it was all uh, digitized, well, that was just the norm. That happened once or twice a show. Cell phones. We had 3G networks in 2010. That was the big thing. Now we're getting 5G. High-definition television. Not every show was, not every new show was filmed in HD in 2010. A lot of newscasts weren't in high definition in 2010. Now in 2019, everything's in HD and we're moving to 4K. By the end of next decade, we'll say, hey, remember 2019? Everyone still had HD. I think we'll probably look back and say, remember there were people that still had cable? It's like 2010, a lot of people still had landline phones. Now you walk into a house and you see a landline phone. That's a rarity. You know, you have landlines at work, of course. But most people no longer have landline phones. I think my parents got rid of theirs in 2010. So all the changes in the last 10 years, you can look at the political, uh, you can look at politics, like I said, how divided we are over political opinion. But the technology, in my opinion, this is a huge boom in technology. 2010, people still had tube TVs. That wasn't rare to walk into someone's house and still see a tube TV. It is very rare now unless it's sitting in their garage because they're waiting for the right, the right way to dispose of it. So the changes in 10 years, it's not just in the political landscape. It's not just in entertainment, but the way we get our information, the way we watch TV. And yes, radio that we're on right now. Now in 2010, if you were by a desktop computer, you could listen to WBEN. But now, you could be Terry in Texas, working, driving around Texas, listening to WBEN on the Radio.com app. Think about that. We have regular callers who don't live in Buffalo. Yes, in 2010, that was possible, but they weren't driving around working, listening to WBEN. They had to be in front of their computer. They had to be listening on the desktop, and if they opened another window, sometimes that would kick the stream out and it would start buffering. Like I said, now I can drive to Blacksburg to go see the Hokies play, and after leaving Sandy's show, I can listen to Rush, listen to Tom and David, the beginning of Hannity. I don't have to, don't have to be without WBEN. You don't have to be without many of your favorite local stations now. So that's a really cool change or advance over the last 10 years. And it really does all circle around one thing. I mean, think about this. 
we're talking technology, think about this. I can be watching a YouTube video in my kitchen on my, uh, on my smartphone. Then I get to the TV, right? Because of course I'm 31, but still eat in front of the TV like I'm a teenager. I'll get on the couch and just press a button on my phone. And that YouTube video I was watching on my phone, I'm now watching on the TV screen. That in 2010 was not a thing. Smart TVs weren't a thing. You know, we thought it was cool in 2010 that your game system, like the Wii, like the PlayStation, had apps on it that you could watch certain things on your TV from. Now, most TVs, you have a button on your remote and it'll send you to the app. It's already in the TV. And it really does, like I said, it goes all around your smartphone. Another thing, Bluetooth technology. You know, I mean, even 2010, you wanted to listen to the stereo. It's this big, bulky thing that you have to tune on there, or maybe you have to plug a um, auxiliary cable into your phone or your iPod. 2019, I don't need any of those cords. I can just turn the speaker on. I can press the button on my phone. And now I'm controlling the music from wherever I am in a house, in the apartment. You're listening to one thing at home. You walk into your car. It just picks it up where you left off. Technology really has changed our day-to-day life. And it's really all around that one thing, this smartphone, the iPhone, Android. The way that has pretty much taken over how we manage day-to-day life in the 2010s. And to think, 10 years ago, we thought it was cool we could put 300 songs on an iPod. But then you had to carry two things around. You had to have your iPod and your phone. Now it's all on one. You see someone with an MP3 player. Did you lose your phone? Right? It's all on this thing. And how much of your day do you spend doing something that started with your phone? It's really amazing how far, we've, how far technology has come along in the last 10 years. 803-0930, star 930. Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board is open at 3930. When we get back after news, I promise we'll get to calls. We'll get to your texts. Line them up now if you got something to say. What will the 2010s be remembered for? What was the significant event of the 2010s? Here on News Radio 930 WBEN. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.